Well, the struggle over the vacant Supreme Court seat of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg is intensifying. Her body was moved to the Supreme Court building today where it will lie in state. Today is Wednesday. On Saturday, the president is going to name his successor following the burial of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I fully suspect the drama will only intensify from there. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online. Please follow us in the iTunes App Store at National Preview Online or on podbean.com, our hosting service, and subscribe. Subscription is free from either location, and you won't miss a thing. You'll always be updated with every new episode. You can also email us at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com and follow our Facebook page as well. Well, I have a few observations in addition to the ones I've made over the past few days over the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and potential candidates to fill the vacant seat and even on the bigger issue of whether the seat should be filled. You all know by now that I feel the seat should be filled and there are a multitude of reasons for it. We have an election coming up. A lot of people um, are objecting to this. They're trying to compare this to uh, Judge Merrick Garland being stopped by Mitch McConnell in the closing days of the uh, Obama administration. But there was a little different situation there, and I'm going to explain the differences. Everybody likes to look at what's the same, but what's the difference? First of all, President Obama was in the last year of his second term. He couldn't run again. And it's doubtful whether he would have gotten reelected if he did elect to run again, because he didn't do a very good job of running the country. So he was truly a lame duck. President Trump, on the other hand, is in the waning months of his first term and is able to run again and most likely will be able to run will win and be the president for the next four years. Additionally, the argument against his filling the seat is that the voters should decide in November and the winner of the election should decide who the Supreme Court justice is. Well, the flaw in that plan, my friends, is that Donald Trump in his 2016 campaign already put out a list of the possible Supreme Court nominees he was going to put on the court if given the opportunity to do so. He has made true to that list, and he has appointed two people from that list. Some of the candidates that are currently up for Ginsburg's vacant seat are also on that list. So if this argument is to have any validity at all, Joe Biden would have to put forth his list. He is refusing to do so. He doesn't want you to know who he's going to put on the court. So why would voters want to let the next president decide who's going to go on the court when they have no idea who those people might be, depending on who the next president is? They don't want you to know that people like Stacey Abrams from the state of Georgia, who still thinks that she should be governor, even though she lost, uh, is one of the leading candidates for the Supreme Court. We can't begin to tell you what that would do to the court. So there's a reason right there. But a bigger reason, the move to get rid of Donald Trump has become such a cause celeb. It's become such a a fascination for people on the left that they were willing to corrupt this government to the point of engaging in a coup to get rid of him. Having failed at every attempt, this is their last attempt, the election. And how do they intend to do this? As I've said before, they intend to do this with voter fraud. Mail-in voting is fraught, as we've said before, with risk of fraud and coercion, as concluded by none other than Jimmy Carter and James Baker in a bipartisan commission back in 2009. 
It's not like absentee balloting where a specific person requests a ballot to a specific address. These are ballots that are simply sent out to every name on the voter rolls. And we know, as I've said before, that these voter rolls are inaccurate. And so, therefore, the, the potential for fraud is very great. In addition, if you ever get a look at one of these ballots, you will notice that the coding on the back contains a very prominent and large letter R if it's being mailed to a Republican voter and a large D if it's mailed to a Democratic voter. So this leaves the mailman to decide whether or not he wants your ballot to arrive at where it's going. Now, if you won lotto, would you mail your ticket into the Lottery Commission or would you go there in person? I think you'd go there in person. So if you're really concerned about your vote, I recommend that you go there in person and cast it for the president or cast it for whoever you want. But go in person. Let's face facts. Stop relying on COVID-19. And we have some very interesting COVID-19 numbers, which I will give you in a moment. You're waiting online at the supermarket. You're You're standing on those silly little two footprints and you're picking up jars of goods that have been put back and forth on the shelf by other shoppers. They've not been disinfected. That doesn't seem to bother you at all. But now you're aghast that you might have to go into a voting booth, take a piece of paper that no one else has touched before you, fill it out and scan it in a computer. Come on, get over it, show up at the polls and vote. And lastly, there's another reason why Donald Trump should um, fill this seat. First, as I said, the voter fraud. So we're going to need nine justices on the court if this issue has to be decided by the court, not a 4-4 tie with eight. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg had every way to avoid this problem. Now, supposedly her granddaughter is trying to tell everyone via Chuck Schumer that her dying wish was that her seat be filled by the next president. I can assure you, Justice Ginsburg, wherever you are in heaven, it will be filled by the next president because it's going to be Donald Trump any way you look at it. But Judge Ginsburg is someone who was suffering from ill health for quite some time. She wasn't really doing the job. Just because you have a lifetime appointment doesn't mean you have to stay there for life. Occasionally, these Supreme Court justices do believe that it's time to retire and enjoy life with their families, as Justice Kennedy did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have told President Obama early on in 2012 or 2013, in his second term, Mr. President, I'm too ill to continue to discharge my duties. I'm going to retire and rely upon you to make the choice to fill the seat. They could have done that, and we wouldn't have this issue. They didn't do it. They gambled. They gambled like everybody else did, thinking that Hillary Clinton was going to win in a landslide, and she didn't. Well, I'm sorry. You don't get to reshuffle the deck after the hand has been dealt. Those are the reasons why this seat needs to be filled. And while we're speaking about COVID and going out to vote, I thought I would leave you with some numbers that came out from the U.S. government CDC last week, which have been manifestly underreported in the news media. You're not going to hear before this broadcast any of what I'm about to tell you now, but get it out to everyone. The CDC has released the survival rates for those infected by COVID-19. This is not, again, people who got it. This is the survival rate for those who were actually infected. If you were 0 to 19 years of age, your survival rate was 99.997%. If you were between the ages of 20 and 49 and were infected, your chances of survival were 99.98%. 
If you were between 50 and 69, your chances for survival were 99.5%. And even if you were 70 or older, your chances for survival were 94.6%. That hardly sounds like something that is the epitome of lethality, that we should all be locked down and wearing masks like idiots, praying that we don't get infected. There is nothing to fear here, except the fear itself that has been created by these politicians with an agenda. So wake up, smell the coffee, tell the governors to go screw themselves, and stop wearing your masks, because it's all a circle jerk. Unless you are someone who is already in a compromised state of health, you really don't have anything to fear from COVID-19. But you have everything to fear from the Democratic Party and those who oppose Donald Trump. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.